You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. Oh, hello there. Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Jared Petty, Scoop. Sam Claiborne. Three scoops. New set. New set. Uh, we're still getting uh, used to it here. Uh, look forward to lots of fun stuff happening on this uh, video wall behind us in the future. But we got to get to our show today. We're really a uh, very, very busy day. Very big day for us here at IGN. Lots of stuff happening. Mm-hmm. We put Red up that Civ review. The biggest of days. What did you say? What review? We put up the Civ 6 review. Okay, yeah. Civilization 6. <laughs> which which is a big deal. That's a big uh, deal. What do we give it? Do we know what we give it? It's a it's review a, in progress. It's oh, an RIP. Okay. Dan likes it. RIP. We need a new acronym, probably. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to change the name. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two revealed. Logan trailer is out. We won't, we don't have time to talk about that today, but the trailer is really awesome. You should definitely watch the Red Band trailer. Yeah. Super violent. Uh, yeah, that one, it is cool. one two second scene. Uh, but first. The Nintendo Switch. The Nintendo Snitch, as I was calling it earlier. Wolverine says Snitch. Were you chasing it and catching it? Yeah. Like the the Snitch? Yes. Yes. The Nintendo NX is the Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. The rumors are true. It is a uh, console portable hybrid. First of all, give me your uh, responses to the name. Do you like the name Nintendo Switch? Sure. Fine by me. Uh, Sure. As long as as it wasn't Wii with another letter after it, it was fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. We're yeah. away from Wii. I we mean, switched away. It's the end of an era. It is totally the end of an era, a dark era. Ever since the I, Wii era. It lasted exactly 10 years, I want to put it. Yeah. The Wii name uh, ended up working in the end. When they announced it, everyone said, Nintendo, what are you doing? Wii. Why are you giving your console such a weird name that's so easy to make fun of? It ended up working in the end, but uh, that was the beginning of Nintendo really doubling down on them, you know, marching to their own beat, mm-hmm. being a weird sort of different company than, than you know, their competitors. But the Wii now, U never worked. No, no. 
I, and with the yeah. Nintendo Switch, I feel like this is them swinging back around towards trying to go with you know a little bit more of a standard, uh, you know, just sort of hip, cool, snappy name. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. It's one word that identifies what the thing does. That's yeah. great. Everybody keeps saying NX by accident, though, yeah. uh, because we've been saying it for so long. So that's a thing. I, and a, like, a couple people have been calling it NS in the office. I think that's really, mm, really smart. Yeah, but don't call it the Nintendo NS. No. Because that would be redundant. Or, or the NXS. That's something machine. different. Yeah. I still refer to the GameCube as the Dolphin in my mind. The Dolphin. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, so what do you think? What do you think about the, the actual uh, the concept of the console itself? Do you think it's a is it a portable that can be hooked up to a TV, mm -hmm. or is it a HDTV console that can be taken on the go? Well, it's interesting. We're already getting a little bit of that Nintendo uh, mixed messaging, I guess, <laughs> where you know the very very slick, very cool and impressive sort of debut trailer. I liked it a lot, and it they played up the uh, portable aspect of it so much. He's playing it on an airplane. Mm -hmm. They're playing it on a basketball court. There's some women playing it on a roof, I guess. Yeah, rooftop um, party. Mm -hmm. But we go to those but, all the time. That's where but you play Mario. Nintendo released this clarifying statement after that. They're like, this is a home console first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, that's not what you showed I, us for I, three minutes. I think that's marketing speed. They're hedging their bets. I mean, uh, the way people use portable consoles, heck, half the time you play them, you're playing them in your house anyway. Mm -hmm. And I, maybe they're sure. trying to grab onto that. But I think it only does everything is going to be the message for a while. Uh, in reality, I'm not sure even they know how we're going to use it. But uh, I, I think that the concept's intriguing. I play a lot with the Vita, which is a large handheld anyway, and really enjoy that. So I'm, I'm all in on this. I'm, I'm buying one. It's funny how they like never want to give up their past handheld system. Like yeah. when the DS came out, they're like, "But we still have the Game Boy. Yeah, we have yeah. three pillars." And I think they want to kind of like feel out how long they need a 3DS for, and what is going to be. Is it going to, are they going to shift to interest to 2DS? Well, but, that's that's an interesting perspective that I've been seeing crop up on some message boards and social media, where uh, you know it's the Wii U successor, it's Nintendo's new console, the new console, but. But no one's really thinking as much about or people beginning to think about what does this mean for the 3DS? Exactly. Uh, can they possibly exist alongside each other? Like, will we get new well, sort yeah. of first-party 3DS games too? Or, or are you know, Nintendo handhelds and portables the, one and the same? That's what I'm thinking. Since 1989, Nintendo's always had a home console and a portable that they sell. Two systems, mm -hmm. right? Uh, this seems to be like a consolidation yeah. of those two businesses into just one unit. Yeah. Uh, and if so, that could be, I wonder, Nintendo could be losing out on lots of money because traditionally Nintendo fans bought two consoles. Now they just have one console. On the other hand, Nintendo's also looking at the opening world of wireless apps. Uh, the fact that we have Super Mario Run coming along, uh, maybe they're looking at their second market as being an Hmm. extra Nintendo hardware market. So, you know, we're going to make money on the apps that we sell for phones, and we're going to make money on the apps that we sell for our one dedicated platform. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the many questions. So I did, I like the reveal. Like, you know, I yeah. have, I got questions, Damon. Lay on us. Lots and I'll lots of them. them. Okay, sure, great. Uh, so, you know, despite all these questions and things that Nintendo still needs to sort of address, my gut reaction was, oh, this looks cool. Like, it looks sleek, it doesn't look like a toy. Uh, the marketing, there are no kids in the advertisements yeah. at all. Even though I'm sure the console will be popular with kids, their, their outward-facing first reveal of this console is, you know, a little bit more grown-up and sleek and sort of Apple-esque than, you know, we're typical, than we're used to seeing from Nintendo. You know what's really exciting about it is that you could potentially couch it in some sort of uh, cardboard-like thing and play virtual boy games on it. Ooh, yeah. Ooh that's interesting. <laughs> you uh, couldn't play VR really easily because the, the thing is pretty big and it's never gonna like fit on your head or feel good probably in any way, but uh, you could separate those screens and you could play Mario Clash, Tellero Boxer, <laughs> Nestor's Funky Bowling. 
It could happen. Um, Speaking of backwards compatibility, do you guys think that controllers can be taken off the side and you can play Wii-style motion Ooh, controls with them? Motion in it? Like well, nunchuck the and, the, uh, and pointer? The reveal video didn't touch on motion controls mm-hmm. at all, yeah. or, or demonstrate There is a guy with the controllers you know, off separately playing yes, a game. but he's playing Skyrim, I mm-hmm. think, a game that doesn't use motion controls. Yeah. I Yet. also saw, I saw people on Twitter controls. starting to mock up something that I hadn't even considered was that since these controllers slide into the base and then you use them, that they could sell different controllers for different styles oh, yeah. of games. Mm. Like, I, I don't have an example off the top of my head, but, you know. Well, you remember the fish, the fishing controller. Yeah, you could, like, you could slide in, like, a different style of controller that's, you know, more conducive or more suitable for, you know, think 2D games about, or 3D games. Mm-hmm. Think about how many of those balance boards they sold. I mean, yeah. they, they love that focus peripheral that works with two or three games. If they can get you hooked on it, well, I, I, that's very Nintendo. Peripherals mm-hmm. have never worked. Every company says, you know, peripherals have never worked, but they just might work for us this time, except the balance board. That's yeah. the, like, Nintendo is the well, only... Like, the like, Mario Kart wheel was also, like, the best, uh, part, part of the 10th best-selling game of all yeah, time. Yeah, Nintendo mm-hmm. is the company. Like, they yeah. made Rumble, uh, you know, an accessory that, yeah. you know, that was widely adopted and sold separately, and the Wii Fit balance board, and the Motion Plus. Like, I shouldn't say never, really. The, the RAM expansion. Nintendo, uh, outside Nintendo of Nintendo, they're yeah. the only ones that's really been able to to get it work, so maybe we will see lots of weird Now the PSVR is still available for pre-order, so who knows how well that's working. I think it's not selling very well. You don't think PSVR is selling very well? I don't you think can so. buy it right now. Hmm. There's no, uh, there's no lack of, there's no hundreds scarcity. Hundreds of thousands. But. Hundreds of thousands? Yeah. So, uh, well I wanted to say, you know, they are leaving the Wii name behind. Mm-hmm. Maybe that also means they're leaving motion controls behind. Maybe I mean, they, just gaming. They did sell a hundred million Wii units, so it's not like there's any shortage of Wii remotes laying around households all over mm-hmm. America. If you need them for a game, you can find them under your couch already. Yeah, uh, you know that yeah. may be. You probably have one under your couch right now at home. Everyone, mm-hmm. look underneath whatever chair you're watching the show on. There's I probably six. Yeah, there, there's absolutely at least one under my couch six, right now. Six to ten odds that because there's a because controller. I had four, and then the Wii Motion Plus came out. Yeah, and yeah. so I bought two more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six. Uh, so Nintendo showed off what the system is, what it can do. It did not talk about specs at yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, is that a, how how important is that to you guys? We can only assume from what games they showed what the specs are like, and one of those is clearly a remastered looking version of Skyrim. Right. It's not the classic version of Skyrim. So yeah, that's showing that. put it, putting it somewhere between Wii U and PS4. Didn't we didn't we confirm that the footage of Skyrim that they showed in the in the Switch reveal was from the Skyrim remastered trailer? Uh, no, it looks like it. What, oh, what Bethesda told shot. us is that it's not from a Skyrim game. They just worked with Nintendo in the trailer. It's like a little mock-up, yeah. Mm-hmm. The moment they positioned this thing as a portal to Hyrule, they placed themselves in a um, in a spot where they were not going to be able to compete hardware-wise because of batteries. And so well, I not just I, because of batteries, but, but among I think other that, but I think that's that's the 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 single like that's the hard point. You you just can't break that barrier with current technology, yeah. not affordably. Well, I mean, I would just I would say space. Uh, space is huge too. Um, but either way, I mean, you know, once again, you're totally right that once it's a console you can take on the go, they're not competing on horsepower anymore. Yeah. Uh, your question was, do we care? Is it important to us? Uh, no, not important to me. Um, it'll I run. Can. I think Zelda is beautiful. I thought the original Mario Galaxy was beautiful. Uh, I thought Mario Kart 8 ran in HD on the Wii U, and that was beautiful. And mm-hmm. if we're at that level, I don't need Nintendo games to look any better than that for me. 
I just but worry because I think Witcher is twice as beautiful as Zelda. I mean, yeah. I just think it looks so much better that Zelda will look good and then look worse and worse and worse compared to everything else. And I, well, I, I like Nintendo being a cutting-edge tech company, yeah. and it's been a long time, but man, Metroid Prime was the best-looking game out. Was it was it? the best-looking game. Was, yeah, at the time, I thought Metroid Prime was the most beautiful game I'd ever seen. Yeah, it's that, very, that meant a great deal to me at the time, so I'd like to feel that again. It's very strange the way they choose to be a cutting-edge tech company because you look at something like Mario Kart 8, running on hardware maybe a third to a quarter as powerful as what it was competing against. And Mario Kart 8 for a long time, I think until The Witcher came out, was probably the most beautiful game of its generation. Mm. Uh, running on far inferior hardware. It was I think that's gorgeous. Lunacy. No, I, I don't. I, I go back and watch that game. It is a very game. beautiful game. I don't know. I wouldn't beautiful. say it's the most beautiful game of its generation. It, wasn't, it was when it came out. Uh, I'm thinking about the things it was up against at that point. Uh, and of course it is. But go back and look at the libraries that were available at that point and then watch that thing zooping along at 60 FPS without dropping a frame. And they were doing that on a machine with two gigs of RAM and an inferior graphics processor. They do have great engineering skill. They're just applying it different ways. And I think they're going to try to double down on that with this one. Yeah. If it's Hopefully it's still HD. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't know. From, from yeah, I know. From they won't my, release any information. From my perspective, like I'll get my <laughs> eye meltingly gorgeous games. You know, I you know that's Uncharted Four. That's you know that's that's there's a different set of companies and expectations. You're a different set of expectations from Nintendo for me than you know some other companies. They're sort of in this other separate category. Yeah, but if you like, want Red Dead Redemption on your one system you own, then you want it to look good. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, I yeah, I don't know that the Switch can be the one console that very many core gamers own. 2K was one of the uh, companies that's on that list of... They won't confirm that they're making any games. I'm that. sure that Nintendo would rather if you only had one system it was theirs, but I don't think they're going to market or present this as that. Mm -hmm. I, I really do. I think that this is your second console. That's what, what they're issue. The whole point of this is to market it as like it's one thing you need. I, I disagree. That's the exact so like, marketing message. I, I, I disagree. It's, it does everything, but that's not the same thing as being the only thing you want in your house. They're trying okay. to say you don't need another DS or anything. You just need the this. Thing, so it has to be more powerful than the Wii U. I mean, I mean if it's not, that's crazy, right? I, I would think like for, if, if Nintendo's smart, it's more powerful than the Wii U. My hope would be that it's at least as powerful as PS4, Xbox One. It's not going to be as powerful as PS4 Pro or Xbox Scorpio. But, as but without extra power in like the hub, which they say there's not, I think at this point, right. I don't know how that can be in a tablet-sized device. It's I, just, if I, it was, then the PS4 Slim that just came out would it be that yeah, size. Right. I mean, I would be very I mean, happy to be proven media. wrong. I would be so happy to be proven wrong. But this is a tablet. This is a gaming tablet. Like the expectation that this is PS4 levels mm. of powerful, I mm. think is. I think if people truly like are believing that, they're setting themselves up for some disappointment. You can build a discrete graphics processor that is that powerful, but it would be very expensive, and mm. more importantly, yeah, again, it would be extremely power-hungry, and that battery just dies. I mean, we know we know what's inside this thing. We don't know the exact specs of it, or the you know speed, or, or the VRAM, or any of those technical specs, but we know it's NVIDIA Tegra-powered, and uh, the Tegra Shield gaming tablets already exist. They're $199. Yeah. Uh, they don't come with a controller or anything. and. You know, you can see, like, you can go on YouTube, or IGN probably has some videos of them, and you can see them running. I wonder if they're doubling down on the idea, again, like they did with the Wii, that art assets are going to be less expensive to develop for this thing, and that they're hoping that'll encourage people to develop for it. If you can make a game for half the price that you make on a PS4 or Xbox One, that may open the market up to developers who can't quite afford to get into that space. That might be something they're going for. But here's the thing. If it's not as powerful as PS4, as, as if it's not on par with current gen, that goes all of your third. There goes all your third-party support. Yeah, because it's too. It's too difficult to downgrade all these. Well, unless games. everybody buys it like the Wii, that's then, then it gets everything. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's what happened. But that's a. 
uh, very steep uphill battle. I hope you're right. If it's on par, then everything can be ported there. It's like no problem, just mm-hmm. port it over to the yeah. so uh, we, Switch. That I happened mean, with the Wii U. Yeah, it did. I mean, I, I, with a couple games, with a couple much, old yeah. games, and that's something I actually wanted to point out. Where again, I like the reveal, like the Switch. I, I'm already more impressed with it than the Wii U. But there's already oh, yeah. some little hints in that reveal where I'm like, Skyrim, that's your game. Well, that but everyone's from, losing them. Everyone's like really excited about yeah. it. I was surprised too, but it's like. Everyone's that game's excited. From 2011. It's yeah. a five-year-old game, and everyone's like, "Yes, Skyrim is on the Switch." It's like, well, but I mean, that that so gives me vibes of like the Wii U, where it's like, "Hey, remember last year's big game? We have it now, guys. We have yeah. Assassin's Creed Mass Four, well, we, and we have Mass Batman. Effect Two, and they Batman. had that huge, huge launch list. And you're right; it was just kind of slightly upgraded versions of, of older yeah. games. They really wanted to impress us with third-party support. And at the beginning, there were people writing stories about all the third-party support Wii U was getting, and then just nothing afterward. Yeah. I think the the big question here is what they have lined up for nine to 15 months after the thing hits shelves. Uh, that That's what's going to make or break it. You're going to have that first big launch push, but are they going to get a second wave of support from third-party developers? And if they don't, do they have enough I-must-have-it-Nintendo stuff ready? I mean, they have gone quiet for a long time. There darn well yeah. better be some first-party software yes. and second-party software available for the sucker. Yeah. It looks like there is from all those mocked-up games in the trailer, or whatever they are. Yeah. Did you think that it was, did you, you know, from their, their reveal video, they showed some Mario footage in there. When yeah. I first watched it, it didn't really register to me, new Mario game, because it kind of just looked like 3D World to me. Uh, but 3D some World has people a are, pretty unique perspective yeah, that that's not what it looks so, like. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are, are taking this to me, taking this to be a reveal of a new Super Mario game. Yeah. I think Nintendo wants you to think that, yeah. otherwise they would have announced a bunch of game titles. Yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. a new Mario game. I mean, I think, uh, well, where else would that footage have come from? You know, like, what, what is it? What are we looking at? I guess, I mean, know? people are thinking it could be DLC for that, a special edition of Mario Kart with, like, different things. But then the Mario Kart gameplay is really different if you have two items. Like, yeah. it shows, like, the Double Dash style. So. N- Nintendo has not like launched a home-oriented console with a pack-in Mario game since Mario 64. Uh, well, that wasn't a pack-in either, right? That was. A, it wasn't a pack-in, but it was out at launch. It was a launch time game. Yeah, yeah. They right. just got a little bit cheap. And they did the same thing with uh, with the S with that 64 port, but they had, didn't have one in the box. Imagine if they were to come out and say, "Yes, this thing's three hundred dollars, but there's a brand new mainline Super Mario Brothers game in the box." No, they it. won't do that. Why not? Because because everyone that buys the console wants to buy Mario, so that's six. Guys, what is your game card shelf going to look like? It'll come pre-installed with Super Mario Run. <laughs> I'm gonna have a little <laughs> shelf this big. It's gonna have all my game cards Ooh. in it. Let's talk about that. I, I have I one of those it, in my house. I find it fascinating <laughs> that it's using cartridges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so think yeah. about this. Game cards. Sorry, yeah. game cards. Uh, Fallout 4 is uh, 28 gigs, I believe. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you can get a 64 gig uh, uh, what, smart card for like 25 bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it's just, so it's like, it can totally fit on a card, but it's so much more expensive than a, a disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, to print a disc is like cents, yep. right? If that cart, if $24 of that cart is already like just like, yeah. That's gone, how much battery life matters. Like they're, 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 they're they don't want to so spin the disc. Yeah. Here's my theory on that. I've got two to that. One, the production cost is less than the sales cost. Why, why are you flipping off the audience? Oh, well, that's completely unintentional. Um, no, the, no. Uh, yeah, I was just counting you're, on my fingers. You're still doing this it. I really am. Show. Here, there we go. All okay, right, how's that? Thank you. All right, much better. There we are. Thank All right, you. Thank you. Just put a sensor bar over that. No, uh, train of thought. Yes, one, the cost that we're spending to buy a memory card is less than the cost to produce it. So we can think about that. That $24 is what we're paying for it. They're paying significantly less to get it out to us. That's one part. The second is that they're probably betting that what they'll save on potential piracy 
is is more than what they will lose because it is very easy to pirate optical media, and that may turn out to also be easy to uh, to pirate game cards. We don't know that yet, but I'll bet they're saying, "Hey, we're it's probably going to make up the difference on piracy." Yeah, I mean, and I gonna, think they do know cartridges. They did the cartridge business for yeah, decades. They never None of their competitors did that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think they just kind of they didn't have a choice. Like once mm -hmm. they made the decision that this console was going to be portable, uh, they didn't have a choice but to go with a solid state media. They couldn't do you know a spinning disc inside of a portable console. You don't want another UMD, Justin. You don't want another no, UMD. Uh, and so I think that decision. You know uh, there are downsides, um, but I think it's sort of like well they. They, they locked in that decision to make it a portable console, and then they had no choice but to either go digital only or go yeah. digital in carts. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think, think digital only will offset the costs for everything else. Yeah. They're going to try to sell everything digital. They get 100% yeah. of the cost of the game when that happens. Well, maybe, but that's one of the, when I said I got questions, like they haven't confirmed that this thing has a hard drive or, you know, uh, you know sort of a robust app Storage. store or, you know, the ability to mm -hmm. download AAA games day one or any of that stuff yet. And, I, you know, those... Today was just like the first little dipping our toes in. Like we'll get all that stuff, but it's like some of those details make a big difference to how attractive this console is or isn't. The answer is no online functionality at all. Yeah, yeah, that'll be the answer. Good, great. Yep. It's only five five months away mm -hmm. until uh, the launch is there. Crazy. Yep. Yeah. One hundred and fifty three days. Too no, much. No, too, uh, no, I'm just making that number up. Do we think I should? I, I'm gonna say well, I'm gonna say two ninety nine. That seems to be what that seems to be the most common guess mm -hmm. I'm seeing out there. I'm hoping for 249. Uh, yeah. I think we'll get 299, but, I, but I, was. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go for 249. Let's go for I think they're going to try to play up that the console, and it's going to save you money because you don't need two systems anymore, and try to get more money out of people for that. Yeah, mm -hmm. 400 bucks. Yeah. So you think you think this is being marketed as this, the the system that does everything? Yeah. Right. So they run the. Uh, they risk. might even offer trade-ins for your DS or something crazy like that. Mm. Do they run the risk of being uh, jack of all trades, yeah. master of none? Well, so sure. It's like they'll be the master of their own licenses. Yeah. If yeah. it's like a, it's a, a console that isn't quite as good as the uh, mm -hmm. competitors, but also a portable. That's system. too embarrassing to play on the trade. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> like with kind of a weird control scheme for it's like. Yeah. It's big. It's it's it a big is, it's a it big is, portable. It's right? big. I mean, people don't. I saw a dude using an iPad on the bus the other day, and I'm like, that's weird. It's like yeah. playing an iPad game. Well, what about people take pictures of an iPad? Yeah. Like, mm. I don't know. I, I, I'm There's no camera that you can I'm, see on I'm iPad. proud. I do, I do like the fact that when Vita came out, one of the problems it has was that it had those pseudo AAA games that were so expensive to make, and it was hard to justify that with handheld sales. Mm. I think that one of the reasons they're pushing, hey, living room, living room, living room for this, is that they're effectively invoking the same strategy, but they're like, but no, see, it's a living room. It's a full AAA yeah. game. And that that mental switch may be enough to, to, to overcome that barrier. That's a really I mean, good point. Yeah, Jared sort of touched on something. We've been very focused on the business side of things and being kind of armchair analysts, but from a gamer's perspective, I think it's it's super dope that you can be playing Breath of the Wild on you know your 1080p television, then just take it with you and keep playing that you know presumably you know pixel perfect exact same game yeah. experience. Like that's cool. Nothing like that's ever existed before, and um, that's you know that opens up a world of possibility for stuff like Animal Crossing. Oh. I think I think Street Pass on 3DS is so cool and so compelling. It's like it's the best thing about that console. Um, you know, sort of passively social and things are happening in the background when you have it in your backpack. And being able to, you know, play a game like Animal Crossing or Pokemon on your big screen TV and maybe get a little bit of a different experience when you're on the go. Um, 
That's just the, 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 the game design space that that opens up is really wide and interesting and fascinating. That's so smart, Justin, because you can just come back and then it knows you've been gone. It's like, hey, we yeah. were something happened. Here's know, our own great, little right? between street. Oh, that's such a good idea. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Everybody, I think uh, for the most part, everyone seems excited about it. I think most of the reaction yeah, I like that positive. Unlike yeah. the Wii U announcement. Yeah. Or the 3DS announcement, honestly. Like there was a lot of and, and I'm just talking about announced. the people I know and staff and the people yeah. that I, I'm, you know, in the social spheres with. Like I remember 3DS being something like, what is this? But when 3DS was now the 3D part is kind of forgotten. Well, when <laughs> it's I, just when, a good system yeah, for when th- games. 3DS was announced, I was teaching uh, school in Japan, and so most of the people I was hearing about it from were very excited seven-year-olds, and <laughs> their demographic had an entirely different perspective. They were all in on that 3D. Yeah, we didn't talk about the Joy-Con. Joy-Con, which I don't know about. That's 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 the uh, that's so, like one hesitation. We've gotten a few questions about that for the Nintendo voice chat email, and people are just really where did that name come from? It comes from joystick and controller, but people don't ever think yeah. of the joystick part. Famicom, Joy-Con. It, it makes yeah. sense in, from a Japanese perspective. Yeah, I think you're totally right. I uh, am excited about this console, that tiny controller, man. Yeah, I don't I don't see that really being a thing. Yeah. You mean when they split it into two? Yeah. 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 What about when, they, what when they put like the Frankenstein thing between it? I think that's cool. It yeah. looks ridiculous. It looks it's like, like it's like a GameCube controller. Someone went and stretched it out too. <laughs> I don't mind that. Yeah. I would but make it, the Pro controller looks like any other controller these days. Just yeah. one analog stick. Like, what are you what are you gonna do with that? Like, one, you, a, one analog stick and four buttons, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. And, I and I think there's shoulder buttons on it too. <laughs> on that little thing. You're gonna it's play. Like you're gonna play WarioWare games. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very skeptical about that portion of it. But I think another, I know we got to move on, but uh, sort of an underrated thing that I'm not seeing a lot of people really talk enough about or think about is uh, they've showed off their, for lack of a better term, pro controller, like the standard controller, the dual analog face Mm -hmm. buttons, shoulder Mm -hmm. buttons. And now this is Nintendo going back to, for the first time in over 10 years, just a standard game console, TV you know, control like Xbox style controller. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's really attractive to me. Like you've said before, like I love Zelda, I love Mario, I'm not interested in motion controls. I don't want to deal with that garbage. And so having having a standard controller be the standard again is incredibly attractive in yeah, terms of sure. uh uh, you know, I hope we get this best of both worlds standard, you know, uh, what people have come to expect from home console gaming, and then weird new experimental, you know, games that, that take advantage of being able to be on the go and be at home. Yeah. Uh, we have an email here from uh, Yer Donan in Israel. Mm, I don't know. He emailed us at the email address gamesgoof at ign.com, just like you can. He says, long time listener, fifth time writer. Thanks for all the content <laughs> you've given us. I recently learned that my surgical tutor listens to the show and once even played an episode during a breast augmentation surgery. Oh. Just thought you'd like to know. Uh, I hope it gives people a steady hand when they listen. Yeah. No question there, just... <laughs> he says, anyway, do you think Nintendo will oh, ever <laughs> release a light version of the Switch with no screen, just a small box and pro controller? Mm-hmm. So, mm. a, a, just a console. Like, just the console minus the portable Like version. the Vita TV. It came up for Wii U yeah. all the time. He People says, uh, the hybrid idea seems cool, but honestly, I'd prefer to dish the screen for $100 off. Interesting. Uh, I, I wouldn't mean, mind just putting my screen in the couch thing and just leaving it there forever. Well, we had a lot of, <laughs> we had a lot of questions about, like... So you don't want to take it portable. Maybe. I, I mean, the thing is, we work yeah. in a place where we have to bring consoles back and forth, so that's yeah. appealing. But other than that, like, I don't know. Maybe. Well, when we knew well, the what rumors, if you lose the 3DS? Then you're just not going to play any portable games anymore? I don't. I don't. That doesn't look like a portable system to me. Huh, it doesn't appeal to me as a portable system. Interesting. That's uh, like but around the house, the whole idea. like it's possible. Like in another room, or if 
I don't even you know. Take like, it on I don't a plane? have the issue like sharing a television space or anything. You wouldn't take it on a plane? Maybe. I don't go on planes that much. But yeah, I mean, there's special situations where it seems like it could be a fill-in portable, but not nearly as much as the one that goes in my pocket that I walk to work with, you know, yeah. or, or get ride the train with. Yeah. The uh, the rumors, um, when we were hearing all the rumors about the, you know, at that time called the NX, you know, it's got a dock, it's going to have these removable controllers. One of the big unanswered questions was, what, if anything, will you do with that screen when it's docked? Will it be some kind of second yeah. screen experience? Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's completely, you do nothing with it. Like, mm-hmm. it's completely covered. There's no yeah. two screen. Like, they went so out of their way. They to, made the thing actually cover the screen. Yeah, and, and like, they show, like, like you gotta think, every shot in this trailer is so deliberate with, like, what it's trying to communicate to you non-verbally. Mm-hmm. And, like, that shot of it sliding in the thing is communicating to you, this is not a two screen experience. Yeah. They're like, no you had your chance. Yeah. You didn't buy the Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> no second screen experience for you. So, so I think, uh, yeah, it's completely plausible that there may someday be a version of this that's you know cheaper, that's only for home use only, but but that has to be far enough down the line that it's not confusing to people. Like it's super established what the switch is, um, and then the name kind of doesn't make sense at that point. Yeah. Um, but the big question is, you know, like I've been saying before, if if it's baked into the design of all these Switch games that you know you take them out, then you bring them back. You take them out and you bring them back, and different stuff happens. And you go out and collect Pokemon, then you come back and battle with them at your house. Like if that's what the games are, then obviously it doesn't work for it to only yeah. be in your house. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. If you'd asked me a couple days ago what the big news of the week was going to be, I would have told you the reveal of Red Dead Redemption 2, mm-hmm. uh, which we also got this morning as well, but I think uh, that's been overshadowed a little bit by the uh, Nintendo Switch announcement. Not in my heart. Oh. Not in your heart. Not in my heart. I'm oh. excited about the Nintendo Switch. but like I am, the critter reel? I am equally <laughs> excited about Red Dead. There are a few things in the universe I like more than being a video game cowboy. and well, I You like, get to do it so infrequently. I know, <laughs> but that's, that's what I'm excited about. I mean, I don't know how I'm going to get through the yeah. next year. Uh, yeah, I thought the uh, the trailer, the reveal trailer, was cool, but it was mm-hmm. a little less substantial than I was expecting. Yeah, definitely less substantial than the uh, reveal of GTA V. I would like to speak in defense of the trailer. Okay. I, I liked the trailer a lot. Uh, I felt like it was, uh, Ryan McCaffrey and I were talking about this morning, I felt like it was a mood piece. It was setting up the world that things are going to happen in. They didn't want to give us the characters yet. They're just being like, hey, here are beautiful, it reminded me of, of the, the, the great vistas from Western cinema, uh, Open yeah. Range, uh, for example. It was very evocative of that. And we're just seeing places where small, interesting, beautiful things are happening. You see a predator attacking prey. You see a field mouse scurrying across a meadow. And you just see this gorgeous world. And then they do finally reveal those characters in that wonderful, Silverado moment uh, where they're coming over there. There's so many tiny little things hidden in this. For more, check out the uh, IGN Rewind Theater because there's some really cool stuff in there. Pretty sure I spotted a lady cowboy. So, very excited. A lady cowboy. Uh, yep. Cowgirl. Yep. No, lady boy. Okay. No, uh, but uh, I mean that's a different thing. No, really. I, I, there's some clues there that, that lead me, lead me to think that we're looking at a really neat group of pro or antagonists, whoever these guys are, and uh, probably going to see all. There are so many personalities and so many vocations that drew people into the West, uh, and we saw hints of of Native American imagery everywhere. We, we saw what's what's almost certainly a female character. We saw all the the different arms and vocations and the outfits and the costumes of the period. And I and really that dog think, attacking turkeys. Yeah, and I think they did a better job by showing us mud and dust and beauty and galaxies than they would have done being like ba bomb character plot. I, they're building. I, I call this. This is the this is the snowball that becomes the Take giant that, avalanche. <laughs> 
that's that's. I, I, I really, even like talking trash on the trash. Oh no, I don't think you. What were. I said was, it is not significant a reveal as the GTA Five reveal, and I, I think that's. What was the GTA Five reveal? They showed that there's three playable yeah. characters now. It's in here's the the new city, the new setting, and like, a bunch of dialogue, and then here's the whole separate GTA Online. Yeah, we got a lot of yeah. the reveal of that game, but we had so much more context for what GTA was after four games and numerous spinoffs yeah, than true. we did from Red Dead, which you know this is Red Dead Redemption Two, not mm-hmm. Red Dead Three. So really, really we got one game. Mm-hmm. And and I think they're trying to explain what the identity of these games are, what makes them different, what makes them distinct, and that's why they're spending, they're being, they're giving us more of a here's ABC kids, and then we'll build up to the uh, to yeah. the encyclopedia of the world. You actually just said something that I hadn't considered until just this moment. Uh, all the rumors, uh, and I actually don't know where these were based on or where they came from, because that's the nature of rumors. But uh, we had been hearing that this is going to be a prequel. Prequel, prequel, but Red Dead Redemption 2, you know, I don't know, it's not a big deal. You can put 2 on it instead of it be set earlier in. But you're right that they called it Red Dead Redemption 2, which is breaking from the mold. You know, Red Dead Redemption was the second Red Dead game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we are expecting Red Dead Revenge or something else. Yeah. And so now now you have me wondering where this is going to fit in the, in the chron, you know, chronologically in this franchise. 2 implies that it's farther in the, into the future, but Red Dead Redemption was kind of already a whole story about how cowboys are dying out. It's very hard for that game to be set much farther in the future because it would just be ridiculous to have, have cowboys running around in a time period where they were gone. Um, you saw some indication of when it takes place. There's, there's a lot of clues in there. It could be anywhere from, from the, judging by the presence of the oil wells, anywhere from the 1880s into the early 20th century, and that depends on how they decide to play that. Because why would you um, need oil? Exactly, and and we also know around when oil drilling started in Oklahoma and Texas out west. Um, the, I, I I've got this idea. We see what looks like the the pants leg from a, a chair. Yeah, what may be a Cherokee pattern on somebody's pants leg. I'm wondering if it's the Cherokee that were relocated to Oklahoma, where the oil wells were set up, and the whole there will be blood kind of plot. But I'm just that's all just yeah. being pulled. I off. guess I don't want to read too much into the name Red Dead Redemption Two. Maybe yeah. it's just, maybe it's more marketing. Like you know, Red Dead Redemption became sort of a thing that took on a life yeah. of its own. And they just said. Look, put a two on the end of it and then make whatever game you want and set it yeah. whenever you want. Final thing I want to say. Open world looks like the most beautiful one that could ever uh, exist. The game is no, impossibly yeah. gorgeous. Real, those, if they do one like thing and, and set up that. Like, yeah. yeah. And then do a haunted version, or what's it called? Red Dead, Undead Nightmare? Undead Nightmare. Just do that again? Uh, oh. Undead Nightmare 2? Yeah. Uh, I can't Just the open world. I'm that guess. shot of the campfire and the lighting yeah. effects yeah. on yeah. the trees. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, and I, the, Gal- uh, the Milky Way. It's not often that like it, I just my jaw just drops yeah. at how gorgeous something is. But like this, or how shots different the, the sun-soaked trees look versus that yeah. really sea dark valley. Uh, yeah. I, and like the mountains way in the distance that mm-hmm. feel like you're going to be able to ride right there. Like, oh. I, I put this trailer on. I love the music. The music's beautiful too. But I turn the music off on the trailer and then put the music from the Magnificent Seven on and just watch the trailer again. That bump, 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 bump. It, it's kind of like watching The Wizard of Oz with. It sinks with, up. Uh, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's I just love it. Uh, one more note is uh, you know, Red Dead Redemption told a redemption story. So since they're keeping that same name, Red Dead mm-hmm. Redemption 2, I wonder if it's going to be another. Another redemption. Probably just lots of killing. Yeah, just lots of killing. I mean, that's, that would be fine. Javier Escuela. Bring yeah. me Javier Escuela. <laughs> uh, Thomas Wade wants to know, here's a stupid question. What's on your Red Dead 2 wish list? I've already said mine. Undead Nightmare 2. Jared, you must have no. some. A, a lot. Wish list um, features. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to get into the tribes a lot. I'd like to see. There are so many different cultures represented in the American West. 
I, I really would love to see the interplay between those groups of people and the uh, and Mexico and the people of the United States all kind of coming into conflicts, less cooperation, depending on where you were at any particular time, and to see that treated with the delicacy and intricacy that that actually existed. That, that's a period of our history, I think, that we're actually, a lot of us are woefully ignorant about. Mm -hmm. And you could do some wonderful storytelling that's not dull, but rather that's like, like high Shakespearean drama around those stories. Uh, I'd love to see that. Um, also, I want to rob trains with my friends in heists. Mm. I want to um, see Bigfoot. Yeah. Sasquatches. Was he in, uh, in it, Red Dead Redemption? Uh, it's kind of a so class that's that's like, unclear. Yeah. It, like, it turns out not being... Like an it's like a video game legend. You're chasing it in one of the side quests, but yeah. that, that was in that was in Undead Nightmare, wasn't it? <sighs> Undead Nightmare has uh, it had these yeah. rare beasts, these mythical yeah, rare beasts. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. I make that up? No, I, I think that's right. I have like a very faint I mean, memory. Of there's a Sasquatch in, in Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. that's what I'm thinking of. Well, it, it all blurs yeah. together in my head. So what I'd like to see is uh, I'm I'm like such a sucker for like video game homes. Like, you can run around Banjo's home in Banjo-Kazooie yeah. and just hang out there and see all the stuff on their walls. Looks like the same I'd screen. like to have, like, a really developed, like, homestead mechanic. Like, if mm. you go away and hunt down some rare beast and kill it, then when you go back to your home later, maybe it's mounted on the wall It'll and as, like, your your money total increases, maybe, you know, your, your sort of the land, like, your fence gets bigger and bigger. This game's and gonna pair well with whiskey. Maybe you could even oh, pick. Yeah, sure. Maybe you could even pick the spot. Like I want to set up my cabin here, and then just have it sort of grow and change over the course of the game. Get a draw. Oh, you could have a host homesteading, and then you could build in like the yeah. the economy they built into Chinatown Wars yeah. with the buy low, sell high stuff. Exactly. Yes. And, uh, a little bit more That's all boring. Like killing Assassin's Creed Sasquatch. two or Brotherhood, but not Assassin's Creed like four or five, where they went too far in that sim direction. I yeah. want just like light home light sim, sim, sim. Light sim. Yeah. Light sim. Yeah. And I I know it's almost certainly too early, but I want to visit the 1970s or part. I mean, the 1876 centennial uh, in a video game. Mm. I want to go to the to the hundred year anniversary of America, which also happened to be like two weeks after the Little Bighorn. So if they could find a way to handle the Little Bighorn right, it would be pretty amazing to to be able to be around and see their take. What on if that the as Oregon well. Trail's in it? Uh, the Oregon Trail, I, the Oregon Trail's in it. That, that's like more like 1848, but yeah. that would be amazing. So I mean, we know looks like that terrain. We know that every Rockstar game is, you know, a company-wide effort, and you know, San Diego, Rockstar San Diego, that made the original Red Dead Redemption was undoubtedly, you know, pulled in to help significantly with with GTA V, and that's just the way that studio works, as they all kind of pitch in on each other's projects. But if San Diego has, you know, been working on or beavering away on Red Dead Redemption Two all these years since. God, how many years ago did that game come out? 2010, I want to say. Like, that's unbelievable. Like, no other developer uh, can really afford to let their studios do that. Just, like, hundreds and hundreds of people work on mm -hmm. something for a half decade. Like, that, it's like them and Bethesda are really the only ones yeah. that even attempt no something date. like that. Oh, they said right. fall 2017. Fall 2017, fall 2017 but 2017. no release date. So, okay, cool. You so, made, raised a great point, but I haven't gotten past beavering away. <laughs> I'm just saying, there like were there were in the first game. Just to be able to or the second game, I should say. When it, when hundreds of people can work on something in semi secret for you know five years, like the results are incredible. Yeah, that's true. Well, five months from now we'll be playing Nintendo Switch. One year from now we'll be playing Red Dead Redemption Two, the sequel to Sunset Riders. And since 2K is publishing it, it could be on the Nintendo Switch. It's because they're one of their partners, potentially. Uh, all right, 
right, now is the time on Game Soup where we play a video game, 20 questions. Everyone knows how this works. You email us a uh, suggestion. I'm the only one who knows this, and my panel here has 20 yes or no questions to guess. This week's suggestion comes from Justin Campbell. I did the thing again. I forgot to bring in Doug Zer's, uh, GameScoop super fan. I've met him face to face twice now, and he's given me a list of suggested first questions. Yeah. And every week I forget to bring you them in. I remember last week. But... I remember uh, he, one of them on the list is uh, Does this game have at any time, like on the screen, can you see and read, does it have a game over screen? Uh, yes. So it's not Portopia for Never Be Game Over. All right, there we go. Whoa. All right. Uh, let's see. It has a game over screen. Uh, was this game released after January 1st, 2000? No. Uh, was it released after 1990? January 1st, 1990? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Specific. <laughs> 90s game. Also, the people have spoken, they like the fingers. Only the, 90s kids will remember this game. The one person that matters has spoken, though. Doesn't That's like true. the fingers. That's true. She doesn't watch every week, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mm, okay, uh, is this game primarily associated with uh, Nintendo being on a Nintendo platform? No. Ah, does this game have sequels? <sighs> hmm. It, if I don't think so, I, I, I don't want to. Not I, known for its sequels. Yeah, it's definitely not known for its sequels. Okay. There may have been one, but it's pretty obscure. Okay. Okay. Is this game a 3D graphically game? No. Okay, is this game primarily associated with, uh, with uh, a Sega console? No. Neither Nintendo nor Sega. All right. What does that leave us with, PC? In leaves the 90s? us with PC, PlayStation, Arcade. Oh, it does uh, leave us with PlayStation, even though it's 2D. Yeah, and technically Dreamcast. Um, yeah, I can't even... Turbo graphics. But you said a Sega system. Yeah. So that so you said not, not a Sega system. You said not a Sega system. So it's not Dreamcast or a Saturn. Oh, well, it's not Dreamcast, yeah, of course. So most likely PlayStation or PC. Yep. So let's ask the PlayStation question. Yeah, let's just keep going. Yeah, is it a PlayStation game? What do you mean by is it a PlayStation game? Oh dear. Is it a primarily? Um, a PlayStation? Or it's multi-platform because I did say primarily associated with. Yeah, is this game primarily associated with the Sony PlayStation? No. Okay, so it's not. It doesn't have a primarily almost multi-platform game. Is it a PC game? Are you asking if it's primarily uh -oh. associated with the PC? I think we should stop asking yeah, this. I yeah, agree. We're, we're burning a lot well, maybe, of questions Or maybe here. we shouldn't. It's, is this a multi-platform game? Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, wish we, we would have started. <laughs> yeah, that's good, good starting one. Well, there we, we go. a lot of questions there. And, and then it doesn't have an association with all these, so it could be like, you know, Bubsy or something that's on multiple yeah. platforms. Okay, but it's probably... Or Boogerman. Probably a was this a, was this a licensed game? No. Okay. That's ten. So, oh my God. Well, I ask because we're that eliminates that eliminates all like the Disney platformers. Yeah. The so we know we know it's a two D game yep. that had a game over screen that was multi platform. Is like it before nineteen ninety five? Yes. Kids okay, before ninety five. I don't want to think about the latter half of yeah, that. Yeah, because then it's like, oh, you it's, forgot that this came out in ninety nine. This is a Japanese developed video game. No. Okay, so that cuts a lot out. Earthworm Jim. <laughs> uh, is it a platformer? No. Okay, yeah. so. Uh, a 2D that game that's not a platform. Could be fighting. Be Remember that, that tripped us up the other day. Fighting adventure RPG. Well, it tripped me up at yeah. house party. Uh, yeah. Did this game? Does this game uh, multiplayer? Yes. Okay, so cool. not an RPG. That's good. Could um, be racing. Could be racing. Could be fighting. Fighting's a really good. Well, I would thing call Mario Kart 3D. Could be a brawler. Should we ask if it's competitive or cooperative? I think it's probably competitive. Uh, for that. Yeah, it could be a brawler. 
Is it, or like if there's only two two players, that's Could all. Could be a brawler. But most of the brawlers were Japanese. Is a lot of the, is like, the is the way, are there characters punching and kicking each other a lot in this game? No. Ah, so it's neither it's a brawler. 15. Good question, Justin. All right. Five Mul questions left. Multiplayer, 19, early 1990s, multi-platform, not fighting. It's a lot of video games still. But not there are reasons. lots of It's not punching. known for its sequels. Punching and kicking. Has a game over screen. Well, I thought you said no punching and kicking. No punching and kicking. No punching like, and kicking. Yeah. So not mutant league football. Be, not not pigskin. None of that. Uh, you be rate. You uh, should we just ask if there's violence of any kind? Because that would get us to puzzles and all uh, that good stuff. Good point. Could be like could be like uh, bust a move. Yeah. yeah. Is it a but violent game? But that's got a million sequels. But does, you're asking if there's violence. Yeah. Yes. Violence. Shooting. Two D shooting. Yep. Could be two D shooting, but it's not platforming. But Multiplayer. Okay, Life Force is after 90, or before 90, pardon me. Life Force is 89. Like, I mean, you guys can just ask if it, we're, we're running out of so much, we have to get a genre, we're not going to guess it. But so I'm we thinking might about, as well do, is it a shooter, or is it... Well, but I'm thinking like about, so we know, we know the, the, the fact that it's multiplayer and doesn't have punching and yeah, kicking, it's not be shooter, that's and it's 2D, violence. but does have violence, leaves us with shooting, a multiplayer shooting game, 2D shooting game. Almost Maybe not shooting, but... Probably. Or racing. But it's violent. Well, violent, I mean, unless it's like, what's a multiplayer? I guess it could be a car combat game. But yeah, yeah. But it's 2D. Yeah. Well, and, it's well, before 90, and it's before 95. Yeah, there's very few car combat games in that period. You're right. Well, you said it's not 3D. Yeah. Well, then it's... Well. There's rock and roll racing. That's a... <laughs> that's <laughs> you, a seem, you seem stuck on racing, Sam. Well, because genre-wise, it's not a platform, and it's yeah. 2D. I'm just thinking about, I'm thinking mean, about like no, Life, your point. I'm thinking about life Force or game. one of those. It's not Life Force. That's too, that's too early. But. Well, well, but a game like that, like a game like R-Type or one of those, but obviously that got a billion sequels. And it would have mm -hmm. to have two players on screen at once. That's the problem is most of these games right. have sequels. Um, almost all of those are series. And, the, and it's not a platformer. So or it could be a brawler like Contra. But we know it doesn't have punching and kicking. But Contra doesn't have that. Oh, yeah, you're right. Do you think if we should ask if it's a shooter or not? Or do you think we should ask if it's a I mean, yeah, I guess. Do you shoot guns in it? Is it a, yeah, is it a, sh is it a shooter? I don't to say if it's a shooter. Oh, what'd you I'd say? say do you shoot, do you shoot projectiles in it? Yes. Okay. okay. Shoot projectiles. All right. It's a what, no sequels, not licensed. And it's multiplayer and you're running around. Like This sounds more than more around. like Contra. How many questions do we got? It does, but Contra is too early. Three questions left. No, Contra you... 3, The Alien Wars. Do you run? But that that has sequels. Still. It's, and it's yeah, it's, and it's, and it's associated with. Is this yeah, game played right. left or right? Yeah. No. Okay, it's not so played left or right. Up and down. Probably up a top down. down or with a show, four player. Oh, oh wait. Oh. So like a Kari Warriors. It could or? be GI Joe for arcade. It could it's be. Not licensed. No, it's not licensed. That's right, and it's not Japanese, and that's Japanese again. I, we keep thinking con all these Konami and con uh, yeah. Capcom games, but U.S. This is a U.S. game or a European game. I don't feel like we ever win twenty questions anymore. <laughs> Yeah. You want last is it a spaceship like type thing? Or do we do we do we did we get that out of the way? No. We didn't but but it's American. There's so few games that are like that. Yeah, we're assuming it's yeah American or European. I mean, it could be. There's what so many game, games this could that be. What was that like top-down soldier game where you would throw grenades and then you move from the bottom of the screen to the commando? Top? But that's an '80s game. I mean, what if it's Doom? Um, it's, I would call that 3D. Yeah, Doom's a Doom's I mean, a I know it's sprite based. 3D but. shooter though. Yeah, it's. I it fits everything else. I would be sad. That's true. It is multi-platform. You do shoot. There, it's but Doom has sequels. Yeah, that's true. Doom has sequels, so it can't be that. Uh, 
Multi-platform. Multi-platform shooter. Um, or it might like not be multi- might, it, we, Well, no, we did finally ask the multi-platform question, so it's not. Yeah, like we, we, we after using like eight questions, we. we I mean, we, we are not going to be able to narrow this down. We got two left. Two questions left. Two questions left. We can do this. We're 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 good at this. We know we know video games. We Let's bring it home. Let's think about the games we played for a moment. <laughs> Let's see. Let's. Having Thinking trouble. about the games doesn't make for a great podcast. Yes. No, okay. no it doesn't. Let's right. ask the question. Uh, is it in, should we just ask if it's in space and then just is this finish this up? sci-fi themed game? No. Oh, okay. we are both. So we don't know that you shoot guns. We know you shoot projectiles. So mm-hmm. that's what tripped us up with Karnov a long time ago. What's was, it? Oh, Karnov was one of them? Yeah, yeah. We, we, when we got in it. In the 90s, that's Pluto, guys. Somehow, I don't know what he did. Um, <laughs> so just think of uh, two-player games you guys enjoyed playing. Yeah, two or more. It's like Magic, where you're shooting fireballs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Gauntlet-type games. Mm. Yeah, that's like top-down Party type games like that. I'm trying to think. He mentioned PlayStation, but around he said 95, like right. That was no, no. It's before 95. Before 95. Yeah. So between 90. Uh, it could be. It could be. Oh, what's the? Is it Zombies Ate My Neighbors? Is mm-hmm. that the? Um, I don't know if that's two player. I think that's two yeah, player. I think that's two player. That's, that's as good really, a guess as any. Yeah. You want to try that? You want to try Zombies I mean, Ate My Neighbors? Yeah. All right. Oh wait, but that's kind of sci-fi themed. Eh. <laughs> I don't think it. That's yeah. zombies. No, zombies Can ate my neighbors. Shoot projectiles. Uh, you're asking if the game is Zombies Ain't My Neighbors. No, uh-huh. that's not it. Okay. No, no, no. Released in 1990. Uh-huh. Uh, primarily in, in arcades. Okay. But although it was ported just about everywhere. Okay. What we got? Hybrid genre with a medieval setting. Okay. Okay. What we got here? Uh, Rampart. Yep. Oh. Rampart. We got it! <laughs> 22 questions. No, um, 20 questions and two hints. <laughs> developed and published by Atari. We, yeah. played, we played 20 statements. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I would have got there. Rampart, jeez. That's so puzzle. good. We could have asked if it was a puzzle. If we'd asked we puzzle, we'd be like, yeah. You're shooting cannonballs. Tra- we could ask about controller. Into, if we'd yeah. got an arcade, we could ask about controller. Yeah, it's a trackball game. Trackball. Really By the way, that is a great game. Play it. It has a game over screen. Oh, so it's an arcade game. I have to imagine. Yeah, I think each screen. of the three columns of player has gets a game a, over screen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I played it a lot. Ooh, Rampart. I played a lot of Rampart. I love that game. Yeah, it's really fun. It's so it's so creative. Yeah, like it's, it's a really cool game. There's nothing else like it. And so, was there ever a Rampart two? Uh, there are. Not the one they that did I know some of. Remakes. It wouldn't have helped us if you. Yeah, yeah there yes are remakes right. and there are alternate versions, like ports that are weird. But I don't yeah. think they ever made a straight up Rampart two. Um, yeah. I, I uh, make, I make Rampart great again. Make Rampart great again. Really no, I honestly I didn't realize Rampart was a ninety game. Yeah, I, yeah, I would have thought it was crazy. Than that. It's yeah. on NES. I think. Yeah, yeah. NES. That's right. It was, I thought it was a late NES. Rampart is a really good suggestion. Somebody suggested that one, or did you? That was one? Justin Campbell. The oh. NES port kind of stinks, though. You want to play the arcade version? Yeah. 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 NES port. Yeah. 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 It's good. All right, that brings us to the end of another Game Scoop. Uh, thank you, Justin. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Sam. Thank Remember, you. you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. And we're out. Switch! Here's Jerry with the
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.